Section thirty nine of the McDermott's of Ballycloran. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The McDermott's of Ballycloran by Anthony Trollope. Section thirty nine. Thady's trial is commenced. Part two. This witness was not cross examined. Biddy was next called, and took her seat in the chair with much trepidation. But her usual womanly volubility soon returned to her, and she gave her evidence fluently enough. She stated that her mistress had confided to her her intention of eloping with Usher on the morning of the evening on which he had been killed, that in obedience to her mistress's commands she had walked down the road towards Mohill, and had met Usher in a gig, and had put a parcel for her mistress into it that when she returned to the house she believed her master that was the prisoner was in the house in her mistress's sitting-room that shortly after her return she saw him come into the hall that he then told her to go in to his sister and that captain usher was dead she did not know what became of him after that and that she had not seen him from that moment till the present one mr o'logger then asked her whether she had told any one of her mistress's intention of eloping with usher and she replied that she had not that she had never opened her lips on the subject to any one before she heard the prisoner say that captain usher was dead she also stated that it was her young master's habit to go out to the stables every night she also was then allowed to go down and frederick brown was called he proved that usher had revealed to him his plan of running off with feemy and he stated that not thinking much about it he had told three or four friends of the circumstance and that he could not tell whether or not it might in that manner have got round to the ears of the prisoner mr o'logger in his cross-examination bothered this young gentleman considerably but as neither the questions nor the answers are material to the story it would be useless to repeat them the next witness was pat brady and as the verdict to which the jury came depended in a great degree on his evidence it will be given as nearly as possible in detail having given his name he stated that at the time of usher's death he was in the employment of the prisoner that he had been his confidential servant and was intimate with all his habits that on the night when the deceased was killed at some time he supposed about half-past nine o'clock his master had entered the kitchen at ballycloran and had desired him brady to follow him out into the avenue that his master when in the avenue had told him that he had killed captain usher by this time the counsel had ceased asking questions and as the witness was telling his own story we will leave it in his words i thought it were poking his fun at me your honours for i know the captain hadn't been at ballycloran that night and that the master has been eatin his dinner at home so i didn't be takin much notice of what he war saying till we war mostly half down the avenue when mr thady told me the body war there well your honours what with the night and what with the trees it was almost too dark to see but i felt the man's body with my foot and then i knowed it were through enough what the master was after saying i axed no questions then for i knew there'd been ill blood betwixt them and when i come to remember myself i wasn't that much surprised but mr thady axed me what we'd be doing with the body and i can't exactly take upon myself to say what i answered 
but at last he said as how we would take it down to mrs mehan's as keeps the shebin shop beyond ballycloran he then told me something about miss feeny and the captain as how he was carrying her off by force like and that were why he'd stretched him well your honours at the bottom of the avenue at the gate like though for the matter of that there ain't no gate there we discovered the brown hall gig and mr fred's crop-tail bay pony horse standing in the middle of the road and the master bid me take the body away to the police at carrick saying he would be off at once to the mountains in ogashol well your honours this i did i left the captain's body with the police i took the gig to brown hall and i brought home miss feemy's bundle as had been left there in the gig when the captain came out into the avenue and that's the long and the short of what i knows about it your honours at least all i knows about the murder the prisoner then owed to you continued mr allewind that it was he who killed captain usher sure he made no bones about it all but told me straight out that he'd killed him in the avenue did he say why he had done so faith i don't remember his saying then why he'd done it and i didn't think to ask him he was in a flurry like as were natural and he and i carrying the dead man that had been hardy only a few minutes afore but sure your honour knows the thing had been talked over what thing had been talked over why the captain's death you mean to say by that that arrangements had been made by certain persons to kill captain usher i don't know about the arrangements but there were boys through the country determined to have a fling at him now i am going to ask you a question particularly affecting the prisoner and one to which you must give me a direct answer have you ever been in the prisoner's company when he and others have expressed their determination to murder captain usher faith i don't know about the termination and murder but i've heard him threatened have you heard him threatened with murder i've heard the boys say that he would be under the sod that day six months have you heard captain usher threatened with death in the prisoner's presence i don't know that they ever said death or murder they don't spake out that way if they were going to hold a chap it's giving him his quietus or his gruel they'd be talking about well now on your oath have you ever in the prisoner's presence heard such language used respecting captain usher as made you think that he was to be killed didn't i tell your honour i thought all along how he'd be killed were you ever at mrs mulready's in mohill i war did you ever hear captain usher's name mentioned there i did now tell the jury as nearly as you can what was said respecting him there why a lot of boys swore together over a noggin or two of spirits to put him under the sod that's all but sure your honour mr thady that's him there and he pointed to the dock was never at a mother mulready's well but when the boys swore to put the captain under the sod was the prisoner's name mentioned oh it were often and what was said about him 
why your honour it was this way and i'll tell you all i know about it off hand and then you'll not be troubling your honour's self with all these questions the boys were mostly tenants to mr thady here and they did be saying that if so if mr thady would join them in putting down the peelers and the captain they'd undertake mr king and never put a second foot on the lands of ballycloran and they were the more hot about this as they knew mr thady were again the captain about his thither for he thought them two were too thick like and he used to be saying as how usher war playing his tricks with miss feeny well along of this and knowing how the master were again mr keegan too they thought he'd join in and to bring him round they swore never to pay the rent afore he did well your honour i was one night at the widdy's that's mother mulready's for i'd gone there knowing as how the tenants ud be in it and i were noticing them to be up with the master on friday next about the rent after i be telling him all to be up that ballycloran they got swearing that divil a foot they'd stir to that place or devil a penny they'd pay any more because mr thady here were so thick with the captain this were just after the row up at loch sheen when three boys were locked up about some squall and this made the rest more bitter again the captain well when they got swearing this way i axed them why not go to the master like a man and tell him what they thought with that they agreed to come up to mary's wedding that's mary mcgovery your honour as is my sister and who were to be married the thursday and so they parted and a lot of them swore that blessed night that the captain should be under the saw that day six months well your honour the next morning mr keegan called down to ballycloran about law business and somehow there were words atwixt him and mr thady and from that they got to blows and i believe somehow mr keegan got the best of it and mr thady was a little hurted and this made him bitterer nor ever but that did not make him bitterer against captain usher did it asked a juror then i think it did your honour answered pat it seemed to make him bitter altogether again everybody when i were talking to him afterwards about coming down to the wedding he seemed to be in all the world alike but the captain and mr keegan especial well when the supper war over and the boys were begun dancing mr thady come down and immediately comed into the inside room where the men were sitting drinking and i were with them then one of the men a tenant to mr thady up and told the master all as i've told your honours of what took place at the widdy's in mohill and how if mr thady would join them to rid the country of the captain they'd stand him and wouldn't let mr keegan on the lands of ballycloran right or wrong 
with that there were a deal of shilly-shallying but at last the mather said as how he would join the boys in ridding the country of the captain and he then agreed to come down to the widdies the next night or that after to get the secret signs and the passwords and to take the oaths as were to swear him to with that he took an oath and never to tell nothing of what had passed that night after that i don't remember rightly how it were but he got up to look for miss feeny and she were out walking in the road with the captain well mr thady went down the road after them and there were a ruction in the road betwixt them two but as i weren't there i can't say exactly what was said one side or the other by the time they come again to mrs meehan's door father john that's father mcgrath you know were there and made the pace betwixt them and that's all i can tell your honours about it if i were to sit here till doomsday you said just now said mr allywind that the prisoner agreed to join the men assembled at mrs meehan's in ridding the country of captain usher now what was meant by ridding the country of him why isn't it ridding the country of him your honour knows what that means as well as ere a boy in the barony perhaps i do but you must tell the jury what you mean by it is it i i didn't mean nothing at all it weren't i as said it or as war ever a going to do it what did you suppose was the meaning of those who did make use of the phrase i suppose the boys did mean to get rid of the captain out of the country just to that your honour but how did you suppose they were to get rid of him oh your honour i never heard the particulars i never knew nothing of the plan i weren't one of them you know but the prisoner agreed to join them in any plan or in some plan for ridding the country of captain usher he did your honour sure as i said that before now you said some time ago that when you first discovered that captain usher had been killed by the prisoner and that when you came to remember yourself you weren't much surprised now thank god it is at any rate in this county a very uncommon thing to find that one man has killed another can you tell the jury why you were not surprised at such an event as that because i knowed there were ill blood betwixt the two but men do not kill one another whenever they quarrel do they faith they do sometimes did you ever of your own knowledge know a man before who killed another oh dear yes sure i did well tell us an instance why there were old patty rafferty who were in the cabin militia in the rebellion if he didn't kill scores of the french at ballynabuck he's the biggest liar i ever heard but he's dead now your honour supposing that the death of captain usher had happened a fortnight before that the prisoner had killed him a fortnight before the day on which he did kill him would you not have been surprised then why i don't know that a fortnight makes much difference answer my question in such a case as that would you not have felt more surprised than you did when the affair did occur 
why your honour i can't answer that because you see it didn't happen then and i couldn't exactly be saying what my feelings might be at any rate you were not surprised oh yes i were surprised in course it were a surprise to me when i kicked the dead body but when i come to think over all about the captain i weren't that much surprised after what had taken place at mrs meehan's you did not expect captain usher would be very long-lived faith he lived longer than i expected seeing the way he were going on through the country do you remember telling me some time ago speaking of captain usher's death that the thing had been talked over i believe i said as much what did you mean by that well, just that the job had been talked about what job why this job what job tell the jury what job faith they all know well enough by this time and the witness looked up to the jury or else they oughtn't to be there anyway tell them what job you mean never mind what they know did then you're bothering me so entirely with your jobs i don't rightly know myself what i'm maining think a little then for you must tell them you said the job had been talked over what was it that had been talked over the witness gave a stolid look at the counsel but answered nothing come continued mr allywind what was the job that had been talked over bad manners to the likes of me but i were never cute and now i'm bothered entirely you mean to tell the jury then that you don't know what you meant when you said the thing had been talked over do you why i suppose it was this thing about captain usher weren't we talking of that then that's for you to say was it captain usher's death that had been talked over witness don't answer that question said mr o'malley i'm sure my learned friend will not press it it's very seldom he makes such a slip as that mr allewand had asked a leading and therefore an unallowable question why the witness had just said that he supposed it was this thing about captain usher said mr allewand i'll say no more about it continued mr o'malley feeling perfectly certain that you will not press the question well said mr allewind to the witness tell the jury at once what was the thing that had been talked over why your honour knows well enough sure worst you saying it yourself only the gentleman here wouldn't let you well now do you say it say what say what was the thing that had been talked over talked over when your honour you told the jury sometimes since that the prisoner owed to you in the avenue that he had killed captain usher did you not faith i did and it was through for me he made no bones about it at all and you then added that the thing had been talked over what thing was it that had been talked over ah that's what you're wanting is it deed then i'm axing your pardon for keeping your honours all this time in suspense faith then captain usher war the thing what war talked 
over and divil a lie in it for he were talked over often enough captain usher had been talked over in such a manner as to prevent your feeling much surprise when you found that the prisoner had killed him isn't that it just so faith i'd have no difficulty in discoursing with your honour if the other gentleman wouldn't put in his say you'll find by and by he'll have a great deal more to say in course and no objection on earth on my part so long as it's one at a time now i think i have only two more questions to ask you if you will give me direct answers to them twenty if you please your honour you have said that the tenants of the prisoner had sworn together to put captain usher under the sod and also that the prisoner had agreed to join the tenants in ridding the country of him was the former phrase that of putting the captain under the sod used in the prisoner's presence on the evening of the wedding there were a lot of them phrases used ridding the country sodding him and all them sort of disagreeable sayings but i can't swear to any one exactly at mrs meehan's them's the sort of words very well now i think you told us that when the prisoner desired you to take the dead body to the police at carrick he told you he was going to some place where did he say he was going to to Ogcashel. where's Ogcashel? it's a mountain behind drumshambo and did he tell you why he was going to Ogcashel? that he mightn't be took i suppose i don't want your supposition did the prisoner tell you why he was going to Ogcashel? there were some of the tenants there i believe and he thought he'd be safe maybe did the prisoner tell you that he was going to Ogcashel because he thought he'd be safe there i'll tell you how it were then we were just talking together about what he'd better be doing which was natural and he with the dead body there he'd be just after killing with that says he pat says he where's the stills mostly at work now faith says i i don't exactly be knowing for your honour i never turned a penny that way myself but says i such a one'll tell you and i mentioned one of the tenants and where's he said the master why i heard tell says i that he's in Ogcashel. but if you'll go down to drumsleish you'll find out and with that he went down the road to drumsleish and i drove the body off to carrick that'll do said mr allywind i've done with this witness my lord end of section thirty nine thady's trial is commenced part two